welcome you all today to the Nicefeld Showcase. We are here today to celebrate Nicefeld's past and current successes and to share ideas for Nicefeld's future. First of all, let me introduce our officers. Uh, I have Nancy Katz here, our president-elect, Sue Barnes, our immediate past president, Vicki Mike, our treasurer. We have Mary Holmes, our first vice president, Deb Carlson, our second vice president, Tony Johnson, secretary, uh, and for our staff, we have John Carlino, our executive director, and Anne-Marie is not here, Roseanne Lorifus, and of course, Ken Hughes, our illustrious webmaster. Okay, John, if you could go on to our history of Nicefelt. John is gonna give us a little background on the history of Nicefelt. As we know from our website, because that is the ultimate source of all information, Nicefelt was founded in 1917. And since that time, we have been dedicated to the profession, to promoting the teaching and learning of foreign languages, and to becoming, to, to becoming that learning community that several of our other panelists have discussed, to being that learning community, that community of professionals in New York State who are dedicated to the same goals, the teaching and learning of foreign languages. Then we'll continue to talk a little bit about our mission for Nicefeld also. The mission of Nicefeld is to promote the study of languages and cultures in everything we do. To, communi to communicate information to our membership, and we do this through our Nicefeld website, the Nicefeld newsletter and journal, and listserv, and now on Facebook as well, and you may even be a follower of Nicefeld on Twitter. Our mission is to foster and promote articulation at all levels of instruction, and we do this through our committees, for example, the FLESS Committee, the Secondary Education Committee, the Post-Secondary Education Committee, and many, many others. Our mission is to respond to the changing needs of foreign language professionals and students, and based on the past weeks, I think we do a very good job of responding fairly spontaneously to the needs of our members in the profession. We also do this through our professional development webinars, something new. If you haven't experienced one yet, you need to sign up for a Nicefelt webinar. The professional development we all need from the comfort of our own home. Nicefelt's mission is to lead and prepare the profession for foreign language teaching in the 21st century. We do this through our annual conference, our summer institute, our colloquium, and based on the words of some of our panelists from a previous panel, it's also something bigger than that. I think we do that in everything we do on a much deeper level than just our three conferences or any of the individual things that we can name. Nicefelt is a force in New York State. <laughs> and through our mission, through our mission, we are definitely moving the profession forward. Thank you, John. Talking about our goals in Nicefelt, we have Sue Barnes. Thank you. Um, you'll see that many of our goals are, are, have been listed in our mission that uh, we are here to promote the study of languages and cultures. And it's very exciting as I was going through these in preparation to see that we really do work toward our goals on a daily basis. Uh, we are here to serve all languages, not just one, all languages. We view language as a key part of an education, multiple, multiple disciplinary, multidisciplinary, because we know that languages can address anything. And of course, we view languages as, as an integral part of that education as a core piece of the curriculum. Our goal is to serve as a model for interweaving content and pedagogy. We want to serve as a clearinghouse for research and information, and we do that through many of the things that John said and he already referred to, and you'll hear about again, I believe. Um, we are a clearinghouse. We encourage the foreign language educator to engage in action research because that's one of the ways that we, we learn and to share those. We promote articulation with and among all levels of foreign language learning. Our goal is to serve as a resource to language educators, and I don't know about the rest of you, but for me, the administration. I was often the go-to person in my district 
for information about what are the requirements, what, what should we be doing, etc. Um, number nine has been very important to me to serve as a network of support for language educators, um, to network together to work for the success of our students. Uh, and number 10, uh, uh, well, excuse me, my list is number 10, uh, promoting change, responding to change. And as John referred to, we definitely are always out there in the forefront of what's going on in the language community, working for our students and language education. Um, we have done many things over the years to try to develop future leaders in our field to keep it going and tapping people on the shoulder and saying come along join us and to serve as a liaison to other professional educational organizations. NYSEFELT has relationship with many organizations regionally and nationally. Thank you Sue. Now we'll have Nancy Katz talk to us about our position statement. The position statements were developed by NYSEFELT leadership to highlight issues we believe to be of critical importance to the field of second language education. We have a position statement on LOAT as a core subject. Predominantly, we believe that language learning should be part of the core curriculum at all levels of instruction from pre-K through graduate level and be available and be encouraged for students of all abilities and all backgrounds. Our second position statement on language programs and offerings We'd like the programs and offerings to be accessible to all students, including students with special needs. We want to allow students to develop fluency and proficiency through sustained, well-articulated sequences of study, and that the opportunity to learn a second language is more important than the specific language you choose, because second language learning facilitates the acquisition of a third or a fourth language. Our position on early language learning, research shows that early language instruction not only facilitates the language learning process, but results in more native-like pronunciation and fluency in the second language. Early language learning also strengthens the student's performance in their first language, as well as in the other content areas. Second language instruction at elementary level should be promoted through advocacy and legislation. Our position statement on teacher recruitment and retention we recognize the acute shortage of highly qualified, well-prepared teachers in LOAT, and NYSEFELT supports initiatives and incentive programs that will attract teachers to this profession. We also promote efforts of state and local organizations to provide quality professional development for their language teachers. We recognize the establishment of local face-to-face and or online collegial groups that bring together LOAT teachers for the purpose of networking, dialoguing, sharing, and supporting one another's LOAT practice. And the question mark uh, that was at the bottom of that page represents the fact that we're in the process of developing a few more position statements to keep in line with some of ACTFL's positions. Nancy is also going to talk to us about public advocacy. She was our chairperson at one point, and uh, been extremely important, we know, lately. <laughs> yeah. Well, advocacy really needs to be broken down to three levels. We have national level, state level, and grassroots advocacy. At the national level, we do have John as a representative on the board of directors of JNCL Nicholas, so we're very well aware of the national bills, and NYSEFELT has been supporting them. All of Rush Holt's bills that support foreign language study uh, promoting getting an associate secretary of foreign language in the Department of, of Education. And we do have links to many documents at our website in case any of our membership wants to know more about those bills and how to support them. At a state level, we do have the Catherine Nolan bill, which is A1851, which is calling for a review of the standards in LOAT and prior to 2016, which originally was the date set for reviewing those standards. We also have websites available and links on how to locate your legislators, what to say to them, how to incorporate letters, and we do have all that information available to make the government contacts about the legislative bills. Our website also provides a lot of information about uh, different documents you can download for grassroots advocacy. 
we've learned that even though top-down is one good way to advocate going to the people that make the decisions, in a financially difficult time, sometimes it's better to start with the grassroots. And what we can do locally could blossom into expanding to other school districts. We have documents available for anybody that wants to know more about how to advocate and what to ask for. Um, among these, we have different professional articles, research articles, a couple of Terry Cacavalli's articles promoting foreign language in the elementary. We have a series of brochures that you can either download or that you can use as a model to develop your own to get a grassroots advocacy effort. And most recently, we have the possible crisis of the discussion on eliminating Regents' exams. We've just developed some information on our website to lead our constituency, our membership, into finding out what is being said and what we could possibly do so that we can contact our Regents, contact our legislators, and give Nicefelt's view that we do not want to see our exams eliminated or the, the requirements that we presently have for graduation. Okay, we're going to talk about now, thank you, Nancy, current and upcoming NYSEFELT initiatives. When we look at our mission, when we look at our goals, we try to see how are we going to make sure that we are doing these for our members. And the first one that we'll talk about are, is our professional support uh, programs. This is a sub subject specific. Oftentimes there are, is mentoring within schools, but you might be mentored by a science or a math teacher, and not to say that that's not helpful, but sometimes there are people that want some language-specific mentoring. Um, this is done online. Matches are done. This is for any NYSEFELT LOAT teacher who can benefit from support. Um, this program is very near and dear to my heart because I was in a position of not being a new teacher at a school where I was the singleton language teacher. I had moved from North Carolina even though I had gone through the region system in New York State, and there was absolutely no one. Uh, thankfully, um, I had some background and some experience. My students even remarked, you're the first Spanish teacher that we couldn't make cry at the end of my first <laughs> year, um, to give you an example of the, the type of uh, situation that I was going into. And so this, this is an especially challenging time in language education. Teachers may be changing levels. Uh, it could be someone who wants help with technology or is suddenly teaching AP. Um, so we really want people to understand that this is just not for the novice teacher. It's anyone who's looking at uh, undertaking a new challenge. And so we're very, that was something that last year we were piloting and uh, now this year we have continued. Um, one of our other uh, exciting initiatives is our Speakers Bureau, which uh, Mary Holmes will be telling us about. Thank you, Sue. Um, nice about continuing efforts to make sure that we are supporting teachers, foreign language teachers, and districts in New York State, and to make sure that districts and teachers have the resources that they need for quality professional development. We have initiated a Speakers Bureau where people who would like to work within the school districts can submit their online proposals and it will be a resource for school districts and for schools and nice members negotiation. We're also, we want another, another activity that we provide are the New York State activities, the NICE activities. It's a template for an online submission of activities that started in the fall of 2009. These will be peer-reviewed and they should be a resource for all of our members. Thank you. Um, one of the things I just want to add here, um, I, I spoke in one of my newsletters about being invitational. We still are looking for people to add to the Speakers Bureau and to submit for NISA activities. And, and sometimes people don't think that what they're doing really would qualify. If you go to great professional development, tap those teachers, invite them to submit their proposals. If you know a colleague that's doing an activity that you know should be shared with others, sometimes people do need that invitation, and so we would ask you to let them know. Uh, next, we are very excited about our webinars and podcasts, and Ken, are you going to be able to talk to us about that? 
So we've had um, some really exciting technology initiatives coming forward, uh, trying to uh, make our learning community that much smaller. As we have the physical world here where we get to see each other face to face, there's also a lot of NYSEFELT members and a lot of other non-NYSEFELT members who would uh, probably benefit from the things that we've heard today, but they just couldn't make it to the NYSEFELT conference this weekend. So NYSEFELT has worked hard to bring all of our members into the virtual world as best we can to try and help them stay connected even if they can't be here physically. And one way that we try and do this is through our webinars and podcasts. Uh, the webinars that we have uh, decided to put together are those uh, professional development opportunities, as John had mentioned earlier, where you can do it from the comfort of your own home uh, with, with a high-speed connection and, and, and a computer. And it's really pretty simple. All you need to do is uh, you go to uh, nicefelt.org forward slash webinars, and you can sign up for an upcoming webinar. Right now we are uh, putting together a webinar, uh, a webinar series for the remainder of this school year, and then next year we're planning on having a full schedule of events that will take place starting in September, most likely between six and eight webinars for the entire, entire school year, and we're working with Peggy Sharkey out of the uh, Washington, Saratoga, Warren, Hamilton, Essex Boses uh, to create a, a, a schedule ahead of time for uh, professionals in, in and outside of the language profession, NYSEFELT and non-NYSEFELT members to uh, partake, and of course there's a reduced rate for, for NYSEFELT members to try and encourage them to join our organization to partake at the, uh, at the cheaper rate. But our, uh, the webinars that we've had this year, uh, one in January led by myself was called Web 2.0 Applications for the Foreign Language Teacher. Uh, Bill Anderson from the Massapequa School District on Long Island recently did one regarding uh, social bookmarking for the low teachers. Both of them were very, very well attended. We're looking at having several more coming up, uh, everything from technology integration to public advocacy, uh, you name it, uh, we're gonna try and do it. And uh, NYSEFELT cannot guarantee professional development credit, but we can certainly, if you, if you uh, log in and you, uh, and, and you pay the fee, that we can at least give you a, a documentation or certification to say, hey, you logged in, you paid the fee, and then you bring that to your supervisor or your administrator uh, to begin that discussion about whether you can get the credit for that or not. Uh, in terms of podcasting, we're very excited about the podcasting, actually this event here. Uh, if you're not in the room right now with us, you're probably looking at this through a podcast on iTunes. Uh, NYSEFELT is going to try our very best to uh, bring to you some of the panel discussions and some of the other events that take place at all three of our, at, uh, all three of our, our conferences, uh, the Summer Institute, Colloquium, and Annual Conference, uh, to bring to you uh, some of the ideas and thoughts that, are, that come in this physical world uh, out into the virtual world. So we'll begin to do more podcasting uh, based on the ideas. All you have to do is you go to the NYSEFELT website, click on, the, uh, click on the iTunes link, and you'll be instantly taken to numerous podcasts, which we've already recorded. I believe there are about eight or nine right now. We plan to expand that for the, uh, for the coming year based on, on anything that we can record, both, uh, audio, both visually and uh, auditorily. So uh, that is a, a free endeavor that we're looking to uh, share the, the good information that uh, is brought up at NYSEFELT uh, conferences. This is a, a new initiative which we which we brought uh, brought to the forefront. We're looking to uh, honor uh, excellence in the field uh, for those uh, for those websites out there, and there are many foreign language department websites out there. Uh, NYSEFELT would like to honor those websites that which really bring a wealth of information either to their community, uh, to the students that they serve, to parents, uh, or to the or to the school community. So we have uh, right now a, a contest going on, if you will, for our members uh, called the Foreign Language Department Website of the Year. The, the uh, due date for submissions is uh, April 15th. Uh, you must be a NYSEFELT member in order to participate in this, in this endeavor. If you go to members.nysefelt.org, uh, you click on the awards and scholarships link and you scroll down halfway down, you'll see Foreign Language Department Website of the Year. It's easy to do. You fill in a, a little bit of information. You submit, submit that information. A panel of, uh, of uh, a panel of um, expert uh, webmasters from across New York State who are involved in foreign language uh, education will review those on a, on a rubric basis, and then we will uh, we will come up with the uh, the best one based on that rubric, and we will honor them at the annual conference in October. Our special interest groups have been a really fantastic way to bring that converse to extend that conversation either past the classroom or. Uh, 
or outside of the conference, uh, conference room. Uh, and it really goes on an idea that was brought up by Bob, uh, Bob Pontario and Jean Lou with, with FLT. We tried to expand on that as best we could. And this is an opportunity for uh, professionals, but NICE felt members, non-NICE felt members, to bring their ideas and, and bring their questions and opinions to that kind of bulletin board co online conversation. And we have uh, established several different uh, areas uh, for conversation with regards to French advocacy, with regards to FLESS. Uh, I run a technology blog, so if there's something new that I find that might be assi of assistance to teachers uh, for technology integration, you can go check that out. Uh, we're talking about public advocacy. We've had several teachers who are in the process of going for national board certification, so they're just looking for a support group, and NICEFELT wants to provide that for our foreign language teachers who are going for national board certification. And uh, we also have motivation and, the lo and low learning. Uh, Mark Wardford out of Buffalo State uh, has, uh, has spearheaded this effort and really wants to support teachers about how do we motivate our language learners and how do we, how do we get them more involved in our conversations and how do we kind of, uh, sh uh, kind of uh, get rid of any anxiety that they have and really get them involved in what's going on. So fruitful conversations on all of these areas. And if there's a, a topic that's not covered, we certainly entertain any new topics that uh, Wish to, be, um, wish to be endeavored, and uh, for example, Paul Sabatino uh, wanted to create an Italian advocacy board uh, to try and promote Italian, uh, all the way from K through AP, and uh, that's been a very fruitful conversation as well. So if you out there are interested in, in uh, furthering the conversation, please feel free to join us at SIG, special interest group, .org, and we'll be happy to uh, help you out with uh, any information you need, share your opinion, share your ideas, share your expertise with not only NICEFELT members, but with the rest of the world. Thank you. Now talking to us about our nice health publications, we have Deb Carlson. Thanks, Sue. Um, we've spoken so much about communication, how essential communication is, and NICE felt has uh, two means by which to get communication out to you in a general forum. The first is our NICE felt publication, which is now the first NICE felt publication, rather, is uh, NICE felt News, and that is now online and published four times a year. Um, take a look on the website and you'll see when articles are being solicited and you can take a look at, at past um, NICE felt news publications to see what the general format is and what might be of interest for you to submit for the publication as well. Um, in addition, NICE felt has our Language Association Journal. This is in hard copy, published three times a year. There, there are articles of interest to teachers of, of foreign language, and, and once again, we welcome publications. You'll see what the current theme is and what types of articles are being solicited, and uh, we certainly welcome uh, members to tap others on the shoulder if, if they're not feeling, um, gee, you know, I don't know if this article is, is publication worthy, tap them on the shoulder and say, why don't you submit that, because I know this would be of interest to other foreign language teachers. Now we're going to talk about some of our events yet coming in the year. And again, Deb is, uh, Carlson is going to talk to us about an event that she's been planning. And I'm very excited to talk about this event. And this would be our NICEFELT Summer Institute, which is held on the beautiful Oneonta campus in Oneonta, New York, SUNY Oneonta, from August 3rd to the 6th. So that begins on a Tuesday afternoon with a kickoff luncheon and continues through Friday afternoon. We have a fabulous roster of presenters that will be presenting on our topic this year, which is what's hot in load, higher order thinking skills. Um, this topic was selected because it's a, well, it's a hot topic, what can we say? <laughs> this is one of the buzzwords, um, higher order thinking skills. And this, of course, is, as foreign language teachers and the excellent teachers that we are, we want our students to uh, be getting their lifelong, their, their life skills. and. How can we get all of our students thinking at a higher level in our foreign language class? We have excellent presenters uh, that will be there for, for the, the week or for the four days. Included will be most of us, if not all of us, or most of us on, on executive committee will be offering various topics. Many computer topics will be in the computer lab with social networking, Billy Anderson. Hot Learning Games, Sue Barnes will be an evening evening uh, presentation. Voice Threads, Lourdes Brown, 
And that's a topic that I personally am very interested in learning about. So we'll be learning about that. Doing a little dance in the evening with cha-cha-cha-oh-la-la, some dance moves you can take into the classroom and have some fun with either during class time or, or possibly uh, as an after-school club activity. And um, Sue Hockmuth pre presenting hot tech projects in the computer lab. Mary Holmes maximizing target language in the classroom. Tony Johnson, who has worked with Harvey Silver, uh, Silver and Strong and Associates in um, Thoughtful Education is going to be presenting tools to use in presenting um, higher order thinking skill activities in the classroom. Nancy Katz reading a hot topic and Vicki Mike uh, language assessment and 21st century skills, again getting our, our students um, prepared with the skills needed to be uh, to be successful and to be top-notch in our in our 21st century uh, job market. And Diana Zuckerman presenting on speaking in tongues, a documentary and discussion with the importance, and this will be our advocacy element, the importance of early language learning. That's one of the threads. This year we're going to offer, as we've done one other year in the past, a second complete thread during um, the Summer Institute, which is a flesh strand. And uh, the FLESS strand will be led by Terry Kakavali, who will have two uh, presentations to kick off and to wrap up our, um, our summer institute. Victoria Gilbert will have offerings on FLESS and teaching FLESS in other disciplines. This has come up several times during our colloquium uh, this year. Elian McKee, an expert in the field from the Western region, will offer great activities for, for FLESS classroom activities, Jean Rincon creating a FLESS unit, Diana Zuckerman creating hot FLESSens, that's a very catchy <laughs> topic, isn't it? And Amanda Seewald, who um, is an expert in her field and a writer and author, will one of her topics will be music in the foreign language classroom and offering for everyone. So we're very excited. We'd love to see you there and join us on the Oneonta campus. Stay with us, make new friends. Um, as well as, as having that collegiality uh, in the profession. So we're, we're looking forward to it. Again, we welcome you there. And a very exciting thing to add would be that we're co-sponsoring with NEL, the National Network for Early Language Learners. Yes, and all the more reason to have our FLESS strand, but excited to have a lot of, the, of our NEL participants there, new people to meet and incorporate into our foreign language world. Thanks, Deb. Can't wait. We love that. Um, next, we're going to talk about our annual conference, and this is Mary Holmes. And we're very excited as well after you're done with your hot summer coming to the cool fall <laughs> and work with the uh, I generation. New attitudes, new concepts, new ideas. And this conference will be in Rochester, October 15th and 17th. And um, I wanted, when we were designing this conference, I wanted to, to make sure that we not only acknowledge the technology that our students are coming to, the, to our classes with, but also the new skill sets that our, our students are coming to our classes with. That these students in this generation have been exposed to through internet and through um, internet communities. So they're, they're coming to us with a different skill set. How can we take that, what they bring to us, and make it even better? So how do we work with and in, increase the proficiency levels in our, our students that for today's generation. So I hope we're still accepting applications for proposals, so think about it. Okay, one of the wonderful things about being an ISAFELT member is there are all kinds of scholarships, grants, and awards that as a member you are eligible for. And uh, to talk about some of our things that are that were uh, you're eligible for, for and have fall deadlines, we have Vicki Mike. Um, as you can see on the screen, there are many things that uh, NYSAFEL offers, one being the video contest, and notice this is for the students, and notice the deadline, the November 21st deadline. We also offer scholarships to study in the target language cultures, and these scholarships are for teachers. Uh, we offer the Zimmerman Travel Award, the Han Fless Program Award, the James E. Allen Award, which focus on programs in your district. Um, these awards and these grants are an integral part of NYSAFEL, and they're very important. And we encourage you, as NYSAFEL members, to apply for these awards and grants. And as you do, and when you receive one, also, 
make sure it's advertised. Make sure it's advertised in, on your district website. Make sure it's advertised in your local newspapers. These awards and grants are another way of advocating for language programs, for maintaining the language programs. And we encourage you to take note of the deadlines and to apply for these awards. Thank you. Also, um, talking about uh, our James E. Hahn, we want to make sure that we do recognize one of our winners, and Vicki will talk to us about that. And one of our winners was the Syracuse region. And we also, and I'm sorry, the West Genesee School District. And for the James E. Allen Award, we have the Syracuse region. Um, there's also a winner, the first ever Knight the Felt statewide James E. Allen Award. Also, for our winter deadlines, uh, we just uh, passed a deadline for March 1st, which uh, Vicki has. And our winter dead, um, the first one is the Fulvey Student Award, which, as Sue mentioned, was March 1st. Talking, <coughs> excuse me, talking about our spring deadlines, we have Tony Johnson. Um, <coughs> the Knights Club Awards. Um, for the annual conference, we'll go over in the next slide so that you'll see the specific ones. The France Travel Scholarship stipend is for foreign language teachers um, as members of NYSEFELT, and this particular scholarship provides you with um, registration for a three-week program in France, as well as um, round-trip train ticket and partial room and board. And NYSEFELT also does provide um, a travel stipend with that. Awards. These are many of the nice felt awards that are given out every year at our annual con conference. The Ruth E. Wasley Distinguished Teacher Award is given to a K through 12 and or post-secondary teacher. The Dorothy Ludwig Memorial Award for service to the profession is given to a supporter of foreign language education um, who is not in the foreign language field. The Ramunda Kadu Leadership in Foreign Language Supervision Award is given to an exemplary leader in foreign language supervision. The Sister Rose Akin Kamino Distinguished Administrator Award is given to a non-language specialist who is supportive of the teaching of foreign language. The Paul, Senator Paul Simon Friend of Foreign Language Award is given to a friend of foreign language who is not in the field but who has championed our cause. The Journalist and Media, Outstanding Journalist and Media Presenter Award is given to someone who has written um, an exceptional article or some other media um, product, again, uh, showcasing the cause of foreign language teaching. And the National Cultural Through the Arts Award is given to a person who has spread the message of language and culture through the arts. Um, thank you, Tony. And I was taking notes as I was listening to one of our other panelists talk. Um, Rosa Riccio-Piatanza talked in her panel about people who inspire the importance of teachers being recognized and being valued and here is a perfect opportunity for you to let to acknowledge someone who may have inspired you that you think is doing something inspirational whether it's a teacher uh, whether it's for someone for service to the profession uh, a supervisor or an administrator so here's here's an example of a way to accomplish um, yeah. Okay, then we have our summer deadlines. Uh, also offers several scholarships to help teachers um, come to a lot of our conferences, um, knowing that school districts are cutting back on the amount of funds that they're providing for teachers. NYSEFELT does try to help out with that. There is a scholarship program for our summer institute um, for both teachers and pre-service teachers. Um, we offer four scholarships to our annual conference. Two of them go to teachers who have taught for less than three years. Two of them go to teachers who have taught for more than three years who have never attended the conference before. And then we have our ISE Language Scholarship, which is a monetary um, scholarship for teachers of grades 9 through 12 who focus on putting students into a cultural situation and helping them build their proficiency with both the language and the culture. Um, and as Sue said, um, we do encourage people to nominate um, people that you know for these, um, that you think are outstanding for any of these awards um, because they are the people that do inspire us. 
Even though we feel we are working on all kinds of things right now, NYSA Health is always looking for future initiatives and, and ways that we can better uh, serve our members. And um, we are looking at um, talking about some of the things that we might do. Um, we had a spectacular program called the Leaders of uh, Tomorrow um, that we had and we are not currently doing right now. This was something, uh, an idea that John Carlino brought to us. It was something based on an experience he had, and if John can share a little bit about um, his, his experience with Leaders of Tomorrow and what we had done with that. The Nice Felt Leaders of Tomorrow program was run for two years, and it was based on a model that I had experienced through AATG, and oh, you did as well. And it was a phenomenal experience for me as a participant because it gave me the understanding that you didn't have to wait until you were retired to step up and take on a leadership role in the profession. So for two years in a row with funding through McDougal Littell at the time, now Holt McDougal, NYSEFELT was able to offer this program to five participants each year. And those five participants, ten total, participated at no cost in all three of our conferences and also participated in a special leadership training program that we had designed specifically for them within the context of what it means to be a professional in New York State. And then they all each completed a pr project, either at the local or the state level. And of those 10 people, most of them continue to be involved at a very high level in the profession, locally at the state level, and some of them even nationally. Many of them have, se several of them have served on our board of directors already. Many of them are committee chairs, and we continue to see them at our conferences. Um, so I'm very much looking forward to a year when we can offer this again. So. Another thing, we've talked about webinars. This is something that's relatively new. We are really looking at expanding our webinar offering. Um, we decided that we actually needed to have a chairperson um, for this that we did not have before, and so Peggy Sharkey is, is working on this currently. Um, we also, she will be sending out a survey to see what the interests are um, of our members so that we can meet those needs. And we are hopeful um, that in August or September we will be able to have a schedule to present to all of our teachers so they can look at what's coming up for the coming year and make sure that they schedule in those things um, that are coming up. Um, also, we, we welcome ideas. Our board of directors, people are always coming up um, People were giving me ideas on the bus ride down, we need to do this, but um, we are always looking for ideas, and if there's anyone out there now that has some things that we would, you know, you think we need to look at, uh, if not, you know you can always get a hold of any of us, um, because we welcome any kind of ideas that you might have to better nice about or how we could better serve our members. Okay. And how has NYSEFELT um, inspired you? We've been talking about things being inspirational, everything being inspirational this weekend, and I kind of asked the board, and it's funny because I heard some other people saying um, the same thing that I was thinking. Um, I have the opportunity to work with this incredible group of people here all the time, and I have to say, that they really inspire me, and there's sometimes I feel like I should be doing the I'm not worthy uh, type of bow, but there is just, when you are with people like this that have such a passion for what they do, that care about children so deeply, that really are advocates in, in every way, shape, and form for the profession, um, it, it's very difficult not to become a better teacher. It's, it's very difficult not to um, try to improve, go back, I have to do that better, I have to do, do something more. So for me, um, the people of NYSEFELT have been extremely inspirational, and as I say, I, I started as a, being a singleton teacher, you know, you go to meetings and you talk to yourself, and <laughs> you know, there, there isn't that, you can really, if you've been in that situation, you can really appreciate the whole idea of synergy and getting together and, and working together with people. And I know some people have already been on panels, but if there's anyone else that, that wanted to share anything. Um, okay. Coming Tony? from a small rural district, um, Nicefeld has provided me not just with the networking, as Sue said, but the opportunity for me to grow professionally 
that had this not been available, I would probably still be sitting in my classroom doing the same old thing over and over. So it's, it's, it's the collegiality, it's the networking, but it is also a professional opportunity to, to grow yourself. If you attended one of our previous panels, Joanne O'Toole said she had been away from language for six years. Well, I was away for 12, and when I came back, it was a good thing I started at the beginning levels, but uh, I know I'll date myself, but I took my Spanish regions in 1966. So I was definitely taught in the very strict grammar. We knew all 14 tenses by the end of level two. I couldn't do much with them, but I knew them. Um, so it was, so, you know, coming back into teaching in, in the, the mid to late 80s, you know, it, it, that's when things were starting to change. And it was, it took a few years to get really involved in our regional organization and, and then with NISAFELT, but I really would hate to see where I would be if, as Tony said, if, if I did not have NISAFELT. Um, because it gave me the courage to try new things. And you know, you come back from a conference and the kids kinda go, oh no, here she goes again, you know, <laughs> starting with something something new, but they love it. And, and you're providing such a role model for your students because I'll say, I learned so much from this person and that person and I saw this and we're gonna try this and well, it didn't work, <laughs> so let's do it this way or, or and those kinds of things. And, and it's just an incredible experience. And, and as you said, you walk away thinking, man, I don't really do anything. But then on the other hand, I've learned to value myself because I don't do it the same way Ken does or Rosa does or anybody else exactly, but I'm successful. And, and so also being out there, you get new ideas, but we have to, I think it was John said, you know, not just one way or the other, you know, blend and form your own style and take what you need. And Nicefelt has offered me so many different ways uh, to, to model. and. and to, to model that and put it together, and, and my philosophy is I will never be the teacher that I want to be, and Nicefeld has helped me develop that philosophy and to continue to grow. So until the day I die, I will not be where I would like to be. And I will just echo both what Tony and Sue and Sue have said, <laughs> and I hope that all of you in the back can still hear us. And um, I have to say that Nicefeld has definitely inspired me and have helped me to become the professional um, that I am and the lifelong learning. And that's what it's all about, teachers as lifelong learners. And that's what NICEFELT helps us on that journey uh, as we develop and learn new strategies for our students and to become better professionals and more effective teachers. Of course, this piggybacks on what everybody else had already said. Um, I started out my career thinking of what I could do in the classroom, and I used Nicefelt and the workshops as ideas of how I could become a better teacher to the students in my classroom, but it was actually through Nicefelt that I learned to develop a new understanding of what it really is to be a professional, and it took me outside of the classroom. I've been doing most of my work since my transition years, otherwise known as retirement, actually working with advocacy. Six years ago, I didn't know the first thing about legislating. I didn't know the first thing about advocacy, except that I thought it was something that experts did, until I realized that we're the ones who have to be the expert, and as lifelong learners, I had to, instead of learning more about language and language education, I had to learn a little bit about government and how it works and the hierarchies and the protocols. So it was uh, several years ago when I started out on board of directors that Lou Baskinger had either the insanity or the insight to put me in charge of public advocacy at a time where I knew absolutely nothing about it. And I got a crash course in how these things actually work. I had a chance to learn a little bit about national policy and state policy and most recently how we do need to bring it down to grassroots. Um, in addition to that, I think the most important thing that I got out of it is that we can't do it alone. We have to make a network of allies, whether it's with our friends at NYSET, which has the biggest lobby in New York State, and they have people there who are ready to support us. If we're able to develop resolutions that go to the RA assembly of NYSET so that we can get that kind of support, whether we can expand our lobby of 10 school teachers going to the Capitol building to 900 people on the Committee of 100, which is a bit of a misnomer, to represent the different things that we stand for. But we have to find 
our strongest allies, whether it's the parent-teachers associations or whoever, who can merge together with us and how to find and educate other teachers who believe the same way. But our best advocates are us, and we need to educate ourselves, which is what I tried to do with the help of NYSEFELT. I'll go the freshman route as well. And I'm going to top Sue Barnes by saying I was out of Spanish for 20 years. Ooh. 20 years, and I did a whole route in another career. I was not a teacher from the get-go because my mom and dad were both teachers. And they said, don't go into teaching. The kids are bad. No money's there. They, they were uh, from Pennsylvania. I grew up in Pennsylvania. <clears throat> don't go into teaching and you know how when your parents say something not to do that's what you eventually do anyway but when you're cut from a cloth to be a teacher you're a teacher and it doesn't matter what you do what profession you're in I was in banking and I was teaching the tellers and then I was in insurance and I was teaching the new insurance people um, so I, I changed my career only 10 years ago and what a phenomenal thing to do and when I left uh, the corporate world I thought oh this is such a shame because I won't be going to any more conventions and conferences like, like I did. Like I did, you know, they would send me to, because I was a trainer, I was a corporate trainer, and they would send me to places to be a better trainer. Little did I know, right? And um, so it was nice, it felt. It was, I knew right away, coming from the professional world, that when I was going to market myself to get a job, that I needed to have these feathers in my cap that I was a member of this and I was a member of this and I didn't know what any of these organizations were but I was a member of all of them and I needed that on my resume. And it did speak loudly, it did speak loudly. And then I actually went <laughs> to these, I went to them locally and I, I went to the state level and um, looked from a distance at these officers, you know, these officers of Nicefeld and wow, that that's really being a professional because I had been a professional but in in the corporate world and I thought what is it like to be a professional in the teaching world and it was that shoulder tapping and it's what one of our panelists said during the colloquium John Webb said it's our job to to encourage our colleagues and our new teachers and to say you have it in you and it was somebody who said that to me and I was so new and I was so green and they tapped me on the shoulder and they said you know you have it in you to be a professional and to present at this level and no one knows that at the beginning no one not, and our students don't know that what they have in them and it's us as a teacher it was really one of my teachers of Spanish that I remembered um, in my in my college days who said I want you to go to Middlebury this summer because you have this gift and I said I do and it's been that way all along. You think these people, you know, I thought these people on the Nicefelt board, it, they, they had something I didn't. That's not true. We all have these things within us. And, and, and taking our colleagues along, like I was brought along, and here I am sitting here with these phenomenal professionals that all of us are. And I want everybody to take somebody else by the hand and bring them to a different level of their own professionalism. and. and help them find that different, higher level in themselves. Take their hand and take them along with you um, because it was done to me and I could not be more grateful or more thankful. I stepped up to the plate to follow along and to, and to one day be the president of this organization. And this was a dream of mine <clears throat> and it wasn't that long ago. It was 10 years and the dream was that I would give back to the, all of these conferences and the, these places that I was that were nurturing me to be the teacher in the classroom that I am and that I would give back to this profession and that's what I'm doing to this day and, and the only thing that I look at now is what else can I do? Where else will I go? And who else can I have an effect upon? So I encourage all of you to, to do the same and follow that path. And I'd like to just follow that off with one of the things, I've been teaching for, for about 20 years, and NYSEFELT has been able to and continues to be there to support and to encourage world language education, the teachers, the students, and then the administrators. And then all of the activities that we do, it's about the community that we're building here to support this profession, which I, which I love so much. And I was just saying today that in, when they, this organization has met my needs at the different times of my career. In the beginning, 
I needed those activities. I needed those, what do I do on Monday because I was so overwhelmed with all of the requirements of a new teacher. And then as my career progressed and I wanted more different, I wanted a different kind of thought. I wanted to think a little bit differently about how I taught the activities and the conferences and the conversations I would have with the people in Nisadolf and then within the Nisadolf community encourage those conversations as well. It seems to be able to be what I need it to be at the different points in my career. And we all hope that, that this organization will continue to serve the foreign language, the world language community, and to make sure that it provides the support and the, the activities and the, the for, for teachers and students to be as successful as possible. I've been involved with NYSEFL for over 20 years now, and I know that's a small number compared to the cumulative involvement <laughs> of the people sitting next to me. Um, and I've been involved in the leadership since 2000 when I was elected to treasurer. And what's fascinating and inspirational to me is how no matter what the cast, who the cast of characters is, and from my perspective as executive director, it changes every year. I look around me now, and there's only one person who was here when I started. And every year it changes. and it, and no matter who it is, we just keep getting better and better. And we keep doing more, and we keep doing what we do in a better way. We keep serving more people and helping them with different needs. And it's one thing to say the organization has been around since 1917. That makes it really too simple and too black and white. When you look at the complexity of how we change over time, even a short period, even over five years, what we've done, Having been around since 1917 um, means that we have come a long, long way. And if you add up everything that we've done in those years, 93 years, I did the math that fast in my head, <laughs> um, that it's, it's tremendously inspirational. And to think about what we might do in the next 100 years is, um, can't even get my head around that because it's, <laughs> it's where you just where we are now compared to 10 years ago in terms of what we do now, um, it was, almost the unthinkable to say that this is what nice I felt would be now and and here we are and it's it's a pleasure to work with all of these inspirational people and to be instrumental in helping along with them to channel other people into the leadership of the profession because that is what's key to an institution like nice felt and to, to keeping it going and keeping fresh and keeping it young and inspirational is to looking around you seeing those people who should be involved tapping them on the shoulder and saying Come here. <laughs> we have something for you, and you need to be a part of us. We'd like to thank you for, for coming. Please, anytime you have any ideas, uh, anything you want to share, um, our website, www.nicefelt.org. And if you want to get a hold of any of us, very easy. Go to the website and please share us share ideas, share anything that you have that you think we can be helping you with. And thank you all for coming. I'd like to thank the members of the panel here, not only for doing this today, just but for everything that they do for NYSFL. Nice